Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to keep this simple. Money doesn't always have to be for expensive purchases or always save to pay off emotionally charged debt like student loans. Sometimes money can just be used for simple, easy-to-accomplish money steps. And in this episode, I'm giving you eight small and affordable money steps you can take right now. Okay, maybe wait until after you listen to the episode, but within a few hours, you can knock off a couple on your list and declare it a successful month. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Before we hop into the episode, I want to share a new money-related podcast with you that I am loving. It's called Stockish. It is definitely new in my podcast rotation, and I think you need to check it out too. 
Stockish is a podcast by Chelsea and Corbin, two 20-something gals who explore what stocks are hot, what stocks aren't, and everything in between. And they're very funny to listen to. I mean, this is not your typical let's talk about stocks podcast. I want you to think of them as your friends you can talk stocks with. They're going to give you some information, they're going to make you laugh, and you're just going to feel easier about this whole investing in stock thing. You can check out the Stockish podcast anywhere that you listen to this podcast here. They're on all the places, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So be sure to add them to your library and have some fun with stocks. All right, so I thought this episode would be kind of fun because a lot of times we're talking about money as a heavy subject, you know, paying off debt, saving for big purchases, you name it. But a lot of times money is about what can I do with it right now? And what can I do with it right now that doesn't cost a lot of money and that also will have a big impact on my life? And so I thought, you know, there's eight things, like we're in the last month of this year. So why not pick one or two or three things or maybe just be inspired by this list and come up with your own money steps? Money doesn't have to be hard. I think if you get anything from this podcast, I want it to be that. I want you to really walk away with a feeling that you can change things. And that may sound really like airy-fairy, like, of course, I can't just wipe away debt in a, in a second or dump a million dollars into your bank account. I really wish I could because that would be like an amazing superpower to have. But what I can do is just inspire you to think differently about your money and uh, have some fun with it, particularly in this very, very tough year. So first small yet affordable step is make it a mean December. We spend a lot of time taking care of other people. Why not treat yourself? Take care of yourself. Pick something this month that you really want to spend money on that is just for you and helps you grow as well. So it, it's it been a hard year. Can anybody argue that around the world? I don't think so. <laughs> we all have experienced some very tough things this year. And for the most part, most of all of us have experienced a lot of the same things, uh, which is crazy when you think about that. But honestly, I think you deserve a little thank you just for making it through this year. Think of this as your permission slip to do something for yourself. Spend money on yourself. You know, in December, we're always buying gifts for other people and showing other people how much we appreciate them. Why not spend some money on yourself and let yourself know how much you appreciate it? So pick a dollar amount that you're okay spending. And I usually suggest make it some cash amount. So some amount that you're going to either pay cash Nobody writes checks anymore, but let's just pretend check, right? <laughs> or your debit card. So this isn't something we're going to charge and we're going to incur interest on. No, 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 none of that. Just something small that you're okay spending cash on this month. Think of things like online courses or workshops, maybe in an area that you want to learn something about. Maybe it's cooking something or knitting or... I don't know what it is, running a marathon. It could be literally anything, but pick something that just brings you joy, that you're just so happy to spend your money on learning how to do this particular thing. Maybe it could even be 
a negotiation session with an expert. We've had a bunch on this podcast. Uh, Jacqueline Twilly is a wonderful expert to helping you earn what you're worth, but there's so many different people. Maybe it could be a couple of books you just want to read over the holidays. You know, I hope more than anything that you're actually going to have some like serious downtime in December. I know we're all working from home or most of us are working from home, but you know, having some self-care time because taking care of yourself financially should also be added to that self-care list. You need to think of money in that way. Just like you take a bath when you're stressed out and maybe you put candles around, maybe you have some music. Uh, what, whatever you want to do in the bath is totally up to you. Um, but let's just say that I enjoy a good bath. I enjoy some some good tunes on. I enjoy some candles. And maybe if there's some bubbly around, I mean, why the heck not, right? That is a self-care act of rewarding my body for being able to just function every day. But why not also reward yourself for just being human, for just making it through, for even the good and not so good money-wise that happened this year, just give yourself a me December because I think it's really, really important to do things like this. And not only is it great just to do this for yourself, but it also rewires those connections in your brain, the way you think, act, and feel about money. It's starting to change that for you so that money isn't just this horrible, dreadful thing, that it actually becomes this very useful tool. To me, that's where the magic goes. So number two is, why not start a new money habit? Now, the word habit, I have to admit, sometimes has a negative connotation. Uh, Habit can make you feel like a chore. So I don't want it to be anything that makes you feel like oh my God, I got to like add this to a list and somehow I got to take out the trash and I got to clean my place and I got to walk the dog or whatever you do. And oh, by the way, and I got to have a new money habit. No, 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 none of that. We're getting rid of that stuff. But what is one thing you've always wanted to focus on this year in particular, but maybe you just haven't felt like it or haven't felt up to it? Maybe that's committing to regular money dates every week. And Remember, money dates don't have to be anything stressful either. It's like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Okay, maybe 30 minutes on the outset. 30 minutes is the most I've ever taken for a weekly money date. And all I'm doing is checking in on my spending, saying, okay, where did I spend last week? Where am I spending next week? Do I need to move any money around? How's everything looking? Where are my goals? Am I good? Check, check, check. Okay, ready to go into the next week. That is the simplest, easiest form of budgeting. And there's something very freeing about it because you feel like you're in the driver's seat. And at least I can speak personally, it's one of the ways I've caught spending sometimes where I'm like, oh crap, I didn't want to spend money on that. Okay, let me figure that out. Or, oh, look at that silly little fee that somebody added on to something. Let me get rid of that. So it just is this great check-in time. Again, it's another form of self-care for yourself. Maybe you need to set some new savings goals uh, each week or each month or Maybe your new money habit is just dedicating the first few minutes of every day to some positive self-talk 
around money. Some like serious, you can do it, you got it, it's not too late, you're never in too much debt, things aren't too bad. All of those negative emotions that come up for us around money that are stressful and draining and frustrating. God, I know I experienced so many of those just in a day. I go all over the place with my feelings. So I would imagine you're in the same place I am. Why not try at least to start the day out in the morning with just some positive self-talk? The first step in change is just saying something out loud. This is what I want to feel. This is what I want to accomplish. Your mind's going to go all sorts of places of like, no, you can't. I don't know. I'm not going to believe that. Blah, blah, blah. Your brain's going to go all over the place. That's fine. But we're going to start out. Our first thought around money is going to be a freaking positive one. Okay. Number three, why not volunteer? I mean, I can't think of anything that is small and affordable and easy to do other than volunteering. And right now, maybe it's it's remotely because that just feels more comfortable in the world we're in right now. It depends on where you live. I don't know where you're listening to this episode. Um, again, I'm in Los Angeles and we can't do very much outside of our house. We really haven't since February. So um, we watched a ton of Netflix, Hulu, <laughs> Apple, uh, Amazon movies. We've watched so many movies, I can't even begin to tell you. It's it's probably pretty frightening. But anyway, back to volunteering. So this year, I am just acutely aware of, of all of my blessings and really feel, I really feel the need to give back in a lot of different ways. So I want you to remember that giving back isn't always about money. It's really easy to write a check or hand someone cash, but what about your time or your expertise or your skills? Those are all ways you can give back in a really powerful way. What about even something silly like cleaning out your closet and donating some clothes? Why not? It doesn't take you a lot of time and you're helping somebody else. I mean, I think I think about weird things. I don't know if you're like me, but <laughs> I spend time thinking about things like when I clean out my closet, I think about who's going to wear this sweater next? What is their life story going to be? How is this sweater going to impact them and their life? Like, are they going to wear it on a first date that leads to a proposal and meeting someone they love? Or what about wearing a sweater um, the day they buy their first house. I don't know. I just, I think of all these stories about clothes and I think it's so easy to just like clean out our closet and to just think, oh, I'm just shoving this stuff in a bag and I'm going to just drop it off someplace. But think about volunteering in that way. Like, what is the story? How are you helping the person on the other end? So do something this month that really warms your heart and warm someone else's. And you don't have to spend a single solitary penny. In fact, if you donate clothes, please get the receipt because it's a tax write-off, right? So you're actually benefiting. It's like having your cake and eating it too. (music) 
the weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. 
Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. We have an Ask Shauna, and this one comes from Sarah. And Sarah says, so I currently have a decent balance with my finances and am working on paying off my auto loan. As I'm near 40, my other main priority is saving for retirement. However, I'm just about to get a large lump sum of money from my other mother who just passed away. I have no idea how to deal with such a large sum of money, and I'm thinking of finding a financial advisor or planner. What should I be looking for if I decide to go with a financial planner? Sarah, great, great question, and I'm so, so sorry for your loss, but The way you're thinking about this is exactly right. Inheritance is one of the best reasons, I think, to hire a financial planner. And it's so easy to think about all the things you want to do with the money. But really, when you work with a financial planner, their job is to help you see the big picture and then drill down 
to those little, like, it's like putting puzzle pieces together to think about the best places for your money to go so you can make sure you hit your goals. And I know a lot of people who they know they're going to get a large sum of money or inheritance. And so again, you start thinking about like all the things you want to do with your money. But then once the money hits the bank account, it's like a paralysis where you just don't know what to do. And so I think that's a really good moment in time to think about a financial planner. And here are some things to keep in mind. Um, Number one, I would say look for a certified financial planner. You can go to uh, cfp.net to find a certified financial planner in your area or ask some friends. Go on social media, wherever your friend network is, ask them if they've ever worked with a financial planner before, if they like the person, if they don't like the person. If you find someone, I always suggest interviewing at least two different people because You want to make sure that you get the right planner for you. So ask them a couple of things, like what type of clients do they work with? Some financial planners just focus on managing assets for people. Some planners are what they call fee-only, where they're not charging for, say, um, insurance or investments or anything like that. They're just simply there to give you advice. Some planners also offer one-off sessions where you can just have kind of a brainstorm session with them. That might be a good idea for you. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, you know, you want to make sure that, again, who they work with is uh, aligned with who you are as well. Another question to ask them is, again, how do they get paid? So, There are lots of different uh, fee models with financial planners, so find one that really works for you. And I think that if you can talk to at least a couple of different people, the key is to figure out if you get a good vibe from that person. And so I always suggest to have a phone call first. A lot of financial planners will offer 15 minutes or 30 minute free session where you can just kind of chat over your situation. You don't have to give them that many details, but uh, you can kind of get a feel for the person, right? It's just like if you were picking a friend, you want to make sure you you have a good feeling. You're not going to hang out with them every day, but you want to make sure that you feel okay to ask as many money questions as you have, and that also the advice they're giving back to you is appropriate and that it makes sense for your particular situation. So I think it's really easy these days to shoot off emails back and forth, but emails don't really give you that sense. It doesn't give you that voice behind the person. So I would always make sure that you talk to, you know, at least a couple of different people and see who just feels good for you. But Sarah, again, I think you're thinking about this absolutely correctly. You want to make sure when you get a large sum of money that you're really maximizing it for your goals, for your lifestyle, for what you want your life to be so that that money just doesn't go down the sort of drain pipe of of money that happens a lot of times if we just say leave money in a bank account, right? We want to give it direction. We want to make sure that it's going towards our goals. So Good luck, Sarah. And uh, hopefully if somebody else is listening and you want to hire a financial planner, hopefully those tips will help you as well. All right. Number four on our list is take one money step that you know you should. Now, this is different from a money habit, right? 
A money step is an actual action item. So this could be something simple like maybe you need to set up a high yield savings account or maybe you need to think about increasing your retirement savings by just 1%, maybe even higher, particularly if you got a raise this year or a bonus. That is such a good incentive to increase your retirement savings or maybe hire a financial planner to help you figure out how to make the most of next year. Or maybe it's just something simple like setting up a debt payoff plan. It's it's one money step that is going to help you move in the direction that you want to go. Remember, money is this tool, right? We have to give direction over our money. And so if we start taking action steps, we start creating a direction for that money, right? And we need a plan behind it, some sort of plan. And this plan could be as loose as like you're writing a few things on a post-it note that you want to do with money. It doesn't have to be a complicated, long 50-page document that you pay someone thousands of dollars to do for you. It could be something simple, but we got to have some sort of roadmap. We got to have some sort of direction. We got to know in the general idea, what do we want to do with our money? Otherwise, all the rest of this just doesn't make sense. Why are we going to learn about money, worry about money, any of that, if we don't have some sort of direction? You don't have to all figure have it all figured out. It can be really fuzzy in your head, like if you're walking down a street and there's fog everywhere and you can't really see in front of you. That's cool. It's just one step at a time, right? Money doesn't have to be hard. Money doesn't have to be hard. Just keep repeating that after, after yourself over and over and over again. And number five step is... What I call bring in some calendar love. So we talked about this a little bit already, but here are some things that you need to calendar for the next year. So whether you're a physical planner calendar person or you just like the calendar app on your computer or your phone, whatever, here are a couple of dates to set. First, I want you to set a regular time each week for a money date. Just calendar out 15 to 30 minutes. That's all you're going to need. I do mine every Sunday, but pick whatever day and whatever time feels right for you. Next, I want you to calendar out a time in February that you're going to get your taxes done. Once you have all your W-2s and 1099s, just, just pick a time, pick a day, just put it on the calendar. If you don't get it done that day, it's okay, but at least you've given yourself a marker, right? Then I want you to pick a day in July. And in July, I want you to do a mid-year money check-in. I want you to think of it like your own mini money festival, if you will. Put some music on, get some food, set the tone. And what I want you to do is check in on your goals, your habits, your money, of course. What's working? What needs to be changed? Set some money steps to take towards the end of the year. You've got six months at that point towards the end of the year. What's gone well? What hasn't? What do you need to shift? What do you need to change? What are you focusing on towards the end of the year? And have fun with it. Please, 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 for my sake, have fun with this, right? Money doesn't have to be hard. Then I want you to calendar a day and time in November to do some end of the year money planning. Maybe you need to have a session with your accountant. I don't know. But think about things like do you need to make a plan for a year in bonus? Or are you self-employed or maybe you have a side hustle and you have some extra income? Maybe you need to think about setting up a retirement plan or maybe you need to buy some new equipment or supplies for your business. Just spend some time 
on one day to just think some of this stuff out so that you don't get to like December 28th (laughs) and have that panic moment that there's only a couple days left in the year and nobody's around to help you. So give it a little forethought. Oh, and for your birthday, I want you to make sure that you budget to buy yourself something as well, because you always need to celebrate yourself. So do not miss your birthday. I don't care what anybody says. Your birthday is a day for celebration. I take my birthday off every single year. I don't work on that day. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how old I get. I don't care. It's my birthday. It is the day I was born. (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to do something and it doesn't have to be expensive. It could be really inexpensive. One of my best birthdays was when we literally just got in the car. We drove up the coast. We spent very, very little money. We went to this little taco stand. We had a margarita. We had a taco. We had a cupcake. And it was just the best day. So treat yourself. Okay, number six step. I want you to set what I call a weekend mini money challenge. This is a weekend where you can knock out all sorts of things like Maybe you just want to update a wall color in a room or you want to learn how to make the most delicious risotto and you're going to watch YouTube videos or some sort of workshop until you get the thing done. Um, I can tell you from one risotto lover to another, if there's anyone listening that loves risotto as much as I do, the first time didn't go so well, second time and every time after, I can win anybody over with my risotto. I swear by it. If you ever want a risotto recipe, please contact me. I will let you know. I will make sure that you are the risotto master. (laughs) Whatever you want to make, bread, cupcakes, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Or maybe you just want to move some furniture around and give a room like a refresh so you can feel creative again. Or maybe you want to see just how many money tasks you can accomplish in one weekend or have a no spend weekend. It doesn't have to be anything rigorous, but give yourself like a little mini challenge weekend, like challenge yourself to something, particularly right now where we're at home a lot of the time. It's easy to feel really complacent. And I have felt many, many, I'm going to say months of complacency this year. And so that's okay. There's time to kick up your feet and do nothing and veg and watch TV and just pretend like the rest of the world doesn't exist. But there's also times to like challenge yourself just a little. So have fun with it, right? Mini weekend challenge. All right, number seven. I want you to give your money what I call a one, two, or three. So I want you to pull out your most recent credit card statement or bank statements, a highlighter, and I want you to go through the last few months of expenses. I want you to label the expense a one if you love it. Two, if you're neutral, so-so, don't really have one particular feeling or the other, or three, as in no way in H-E-double-L, do I want to spend money on this thing again, right? Threes are like, I have an intense hatred for this expense. Then I want you to go back over and see how many threes you can possibly reduce or eliminate. Is there a way you can get rid of that three? Can you make it a two? Is there any way? There's always going to be threes left. So you're not going to get rid of all the three I hate you expenses, 
but can we minimize them as as much as possible? Is there a better way you can spend money on your threes? So for your twos, many of these are going to be necessary expenses. Like for me, utilities are always twos. But again, if uh, I see some way I can reduce them, I can maybe move them to a one, right? So can I call and get that that phone bill, that cell phone bill, reduce some where I'm like, okay, I got 25 bucks knocked off this thing and I got unlimited um, talking time. Okay, so um, I still feel a little so-so about it, but I do love my phone. So really it's a one for me, right? So is there anything you can do to move these expenses? And maybe it's not always going to be a one. Remember, not everything can be amazing, glorious, and fantastic, just like not everything is terrible and horrible. And sometimes it's just about reframing in in your thinking about twos or threes. So I don't like to pay my electric bill, but hey, it keeps us warm. It runs all the other stuff so we can be human. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it being a two. There's not much I can do to reduce that other than, you know, turn off all the electricity in my house, which I'm not really willing to do that. So I'm okay that that's a two. I don't hate that expense. I don't always like to pay the bill, but I don't hate it right? Um, If I hated it, maybe I could think like, is there a better way I can, can I get solar panels? Can I, I'm just thinking out of the side of the box here, but like, is there a way I can do something about that expense? What actually makes me feel better about it, right? I hope that makes sense. So give your money a one, two, or three. The threes, we're trying to figure out, can I get rid of or reduce as many threes as possible? Or is there a way I can move them to the two pile? For my twos, I'm neutral about those expenses. Is there anything I can do with them or are they just twos? They just twos. My ones, I'm going to celebrate my ones. I'm going to really go, oh yeah, I loved that purchase. I am so okay spending money on that thing over and over and over again every single month. That thing I never am going to have to worry about getting rid of. I feel good about that expense. My twos and threes, I'm going to always be working on my twos and threes. Is there a way I can reduce them? Is there a way I can get rid of them? Because what that allows you to do is open up more money then to spend on your ones or to spend towards your goals. So the whole objective here is this money flow. Can we get the money flowing in the right direction? And again, it's not a perfect science. You're still going to have some expenses that you hate spending money on. And that's okay. Maybe there's just some reframing in your head that has to happen around those expenses. But again, I want you to do this as a way to get away from feeling like you need harsh budgeting. This is a way to look at your money in a different perspective and to really put you in your driver's seat. Okay, our number eight small and affordable money step to take. This is one of my favorites and there's no better time than the end of the year to do this one. I want you to write a dear money letter. I want you to write it from you to money, so dear money, and I want you to tell money how you feel about it. How'd you feel about it this year? The good, the not so good, everything in between. I want you to tell it what you want to change going forward. And most importantly, what role do you want it to play in your life? Remember, you get to make the rules. So tell money how you feel. Get that shit out on paper so that you don't have to carry it 
around anymore with you. There are so many scientific studies that say writing something out on paper, whether it's your goals or a letter or something you just need to get out of your head, it's so powerful for us. So don't underestimate these really simple, simple, simple steps you can take to free yourself up from whatever is frustrating you or holding you back. Or maybe it's been a good year. Maybe money's been like, yeah, this has been a fantastic year. Write money that letter. Tell it thank you for all the things that it has done for you. We have to acknowledge money in this different way so that we can start having a relationship with money that isn't just about the number on a bill or the number on an expense or how much we're paying for a pair of pants or whatever it might be, our student loans or all those things that we don't like spending money on. We have to cultivate a different relationship with money. So why not start now? I think now seems like a really good time. So thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you know would love to hear this message and then tell them to pass it on as well. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.